Shady Hobby with Reckless Abandon. Why, hello! I have my mic on. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to season 22... Season 22, episode 11 of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. My name is Kimmy. This is Tappy. I'm Joey. And in this episode of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast, Davio... Davio? Excuse me. Wow, we're drinking champagne. <laughs> I've heard to write beer. Yeah. Yeah, so we had champagne left. Yeah. Davio asks about encouraging new GMs. Terry in Idaho asks for some setting suggestions. Mini Painter Jen sends us a story about canon and RPGs. And Blake sends us a horror story from the Y2K. Oh, dear. Wow. That's yes. a long time ago. He wrote it 18 years ago and put it in a time capsule. And it just arrived. Really? Just like Back to the Future. No. Oh. <laughs> I mean... Our fans are amazing. I can't. I can imagine that that but might. That happen. would require them anticipating that nine years later we were going to start a podcast. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. Okay, yeah. We've been around a long time. Not that would be long. an amazing fan. Yeah. That would be. Yeah. <laughs> if you'd like to email us, you can email us at happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. That's happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. We love them emails. We do. Uh, and, we're and, also, how? and we're on social media. Happy Jacks RPG, all one word. And we're on several of them. We're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Orchid? The Facebooks? No. Facebook. I said Facebook. Mm-hmm. No, and, so uh, on Facebook, though, we have a page and a community. A community and a page. So, right. And we have a forum. A pool, a pool and a pond. Yeah. What? And we have a forum. Yeah, the forum. And yes. Forum. Yeah, forum. Happyjacks.org slash forum. Yep. And Which we have a Discord chat. Yes. Is it Happyjacks.org slash Discord? Yep. Mm-hmm. Man, that stuff's awful. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not wretched. the best. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Really but bad. it's cold. It's yeah. cold. Ish. It's like if you poured turpentine on a shag carpet and then licked it. Yeah, yeah. It's a it, it, it's uh-huh. very astringent. Yes, <laughs> which is not what you would expect from any sort of wine sort of thing. Well, I would from some places. Maybe Bigfoot Bubbly. That's their <laughs> selling point. Is they it tastes slightly like <laughs> spilled. Well, it does say their most awarded sparkling wine brand. Yeah, the award, award, award is for tastes like most astringent. Six <laughs> years running. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Yeah. Uh, and in what, like two and a half, three weeks? Mm-hmm. Three weeks? In three weeks, yeah. Three, three weeks. weeks. We've got uh, Strategicon, Orcon? Orcon? No, no, Gateway. Gateway. Gateway, Gateway 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, August 31st, September 1st, 2nd, and 3rd at the LAX Hilton Hotel, strategicon.net. If you want information about that, we will be there. Mm-hmm. Are you going to yep. be there? I'm going to be there. I'll be there. You're going to be there? Yeah. You're running games? No. Not yet. Actually, there's a reason why I wanted to read the first email, and it, okay. it goes yeah. into All that. right. Kimmy said she was going to jam with me, and then I emailed her about it because I was actually on top of something. She oh. said, "No, I don't do that." <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I believe what I said. <laughs> I'm believe. like, no, because she said to me, "She's like, you never prepare, and I'm a control freak, so it's perfect." I'm yeah, like, yeah. So but I mentioned she's like, "No, I'm no, too much control freak." No, that's something recipe for disaster. <laughs> Absolutely. I was not. honest. I never thought about it. Well, the, the other problem is, is I procrastinate. So I'm a total control freak, but for like the 24 hours before the con. <laughs> Friday, yeah. Friday night, she's a control but freak. Like, I won't be there to control anything. You just control it. And you come in, this is what I prepared. And I'll be done and done. Right. We so got it. Then why should... <laughs> what are, are you so you're saying I should do all the work and like you put your name on it? 
No. I'm saying you should <laughs> yeah, do... Yeah, this is a Reeds of High School group project. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do a no. whole bunch of work, and then we'll both have Flash a hilarious time. Yeah. <laughs> Are you you're gonna run anything? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, uh, pre-registration for games is tomorrow. Yeah, okay. Oh, God! I know. <laughs> then I'm gonna have to do it. Just put something up. Jim's gonna kill me. I you told him I wasn't gonna do it this time, and I waited till the same... See? Procrastinate. I do it. <laughs> It's a thing. I was gonna, yes, it's you know, I was gonna Shit. teach a class on procrastination, but uh-huh. I never got around to it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Hey, <laughs> we can totally run a game if we plan if we plan not to plan it. Uh, sure, <laughs> let's plan not to plan it right now. Okay. I, I've, I, I'm running two Moment of Truth games, and they're all prepped and done. Nice. Sweet. One of them I made pre-gens for. The other one I did the sort of sort of playbookish kind of way. I, I've done it before, where mm-hmm. it's like select what your Group of attributes is going to be select what your group of skills is going to be and yeah. oh, cool. you, you sort of get, it's a quick way you can make a character in about ten minutes. So Erica Odd says we should run Monster Ponies. Yes. Oh yeah, I, I can totally make that system. Can I pre-reg for that now? No. Interesting question. No, that's not what I want. Interesting question. Siri, remind me at ten p.m. to put my games in for Gateway. <laughs> <laughs> is she gonna? Thank you. Oh, she did. Oh, well, yeah. Even with you laughing, she... Yeah. I'm sorry, Dave. I can't do, do that. that. It's super useful. I'm really sorry right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm running two games. That'll be great. Oh, and, uh, no, yeah. now, why, why don't, do you want to do the email first, or do you want to talk about why you want to run? Uh, we'll do the email first. Okay, you okay. want to read it? Yeah, I'll read it. Okay, go. I'll read it, I'll read it, I'll read it. Mm-hmm. Encouraging new GMs. From Davio. Greetings, Miss Dushamigos. I took French in high school, I'm sorry. Uh, long-time listener, first-time writer, and I plan on writing much more. Excellent! <laughs> uh, I've been chewing my way through the luscious backlog. My OCD does not allow me to skip an episode. Oh. I said the same thing. You'll change your mind. He will. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I feel bad for you. I feel oh. bad for everyone with... Yeah. He's currently in season. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Okay. I'm, I'm currently in season twenty. Whoa! So he's which, like made it. Where are you? there. Like, right. <clears throat> and I am mostly over impressed. my tendency to shout at my radio in the car to get Stork to shut it when he's playing Devil's Advocate. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, the it podcast like has helped me right. immensely with some habits I didn't realize I had, and my games, in my honest opinion, and in the opinion of my players, have dramatically improved. Oh. Cool. Yes. Cheers. The question I have right now, though, is how to encourage new storytellers. My wife has been gaming most of her adult life, and she has expressed a few times that she'd like to run games as well. However, she admitted recently that she feels intimidated by our housemate Justin's skill as a game master, and by the games I run as well. She said that she feels she couldn't do a game justice and that she would fail to do well. I tried to reassure her and encouraged her to take the plunge, so to speak. However, she still seems hesitant. While flattering to be held in such high regards, I do not want to appear to be impeding someone's growth in the hot seat. Do you have any advice in such a regard? I have a few GM confessionals, a few horror stories, and the like, which I will write when I get the chance. Yours in the douche side of the force, Davio. P.S. Say hi to Tyler for me, who is the reason I started listening in the first place. Oh, actually. Okay. Used to game mm-hmm. together in Santa Cruz back in the day. Nice. Oh, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, he's up closer to you now. We well, if you're still in Santa Banana Cruz. Slugs. Maybe he doesn't want him to know that. Oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's what I do every time I move. I don't tell anybody where I went. <laughs> we know. Yeah, we, we didn't find out you were at Jesus for a long time. <laughs> Yeah, just, you died. just fucking disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the point. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Oh, this is a great question. <laughs> but the reason I wanted to read this email uh-huh. is because I am going through a very similar situation. Okay. I have been mostly a player my entire gaming life. I just this past week ran a character creation for my first ever Masks game. Ooh. Uh, mm-hmm. It went pretty well, but again, I'm like having that doubting imposter syndrome like oh, what sure. am I what am I doing? I don't know what the hell I'm doing. They're going to have a horrible time. Mm-hmm. So I'm very interested to hear your guys' answers cuz I have nothing. Fair enough. <laughs> now this now let me just frame this. This is not about how to uh Teach someone how to GM. This is no. how to encourage someone yeah. right. to yes. take the exactly. and to do it. Um, I would just say do a one shot. Like if she's scared of doing a campaign or not be able to do the game justice, just do something even ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But just get your feet wet. You can even t- use one of the gateway drugs like Fiasco or something, and, and instead of starting out jamming, what is it called in Fiasco? There's a name for it. It's like a like a facilitator. Or something. Mm-hmm. There's the, the one person who sort of enabler. Enabling, right? <laughs> Actually, that's that's I'm the name of the GM in L five bar. Oh, is there it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, or maybe like even like ten candles. Although yeah. I know ten candles is yeah. kind of it's very specific. Yeah, and it's kind of yeah. what it, I fucked it up. I've been GMing. I realize now I've been GMing for, for almost well. Wait, I've probably I've been GMing for forty years. And I still fucked up damn candles. <laughs> so maybe that's not the right one. Well, no, I, I think that's actually a really important point. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, and when I was struggling, because, you know, I gamed with you guys for a long time before I was brave enough to try GMing. And I think there's a perception that you can't, you can't make mistakes or it ruins the game. Oh, that's complete horseshit. Right. Yeah. But as a player, sometimes you don't realize. How much the GM is fucking up. Mm-hmm. Especially if you have a good GM who doesn't let you see them sweat. Right. You have no idea anything yeah. wrong. You're like, oh, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I, I, as as someone who's been on both sides and, and hesitated for a long time to jump to the other side of the screen, like, like, you're just like, oh, they're so good. They know all the rules by heart. They do this. And... You know, pick a system that doesn't have a lot to memorize. It would be my first suggestion. Mm-hmm. Is something that you can kind of play with. You don't have to necessarily be like, "Oh, I need to know exactly how the grapple rule works." You know, "Oh, let's all stop while I look it up." But that's fine too. Yeah. Like I'm, I was the same way. I didn't GM for years and years. I mean, I started role playing like at eleven or twelve, um, and I and even throughout high school when I was at gym and all of them. They were running fantastic games. I didn't run a goddamn game. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, uh, because why would I? I have people who are my seniors who are just way better at it than I was. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it comes to the point when I started I started running games because I just wanted to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and the creativity of GMing something is different than the creativity of playing the game. Absolutely. And yeah. once you get somebody that first shot, they're they're gonna do it, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, something something silly. I mean, if there's a game they really really like, then it, I'm sure it can be intimidating, even yeah. if they know the rules backwards and forwards and upside down. Right. Um, but even yeah, just a, a one shot of something. I mean, the- um, horse and and make it silly. Like do a thing like oh, you take a hit, everybody take a drink a beer or something like that to just kind of take the pressure off. Right. Or, or you could even I mean. You could run. If there's a game that you're familiar with, great. 
run that. Even yeah. if it's something you're not familiar with, and you need to ask the really knowledgeable GM at the table about a rule that you don't like. It's like, I'm going to grapple him. I don't know the grapple rules. Bob, do you know the grapple mm-hmm. rules? Yeah, it's this, 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 and this. Most good GMs are going to encourage other people to GM. Yeah. yeah. Generally speaking. And and also, one of the greatest cheat codes of GMing is have great players. And it sounds like yeah. she's got <laughs> That's really good key. storytellers, <laughs> and good storytellers are usually also great players. Yeah. And so if you got like two or three great storytellers... They're just going to have a blast, right. and just get out of their way and right. let them be, you know, the great players they are. But who knows? You may have a, a you may get a dynamic where, oh, th- th- this is this player, this is this person's first time GMing, so I'm going to kind of be on my best behavior, maybe not be a huge mm. wrench thrower and stuff like. You know what I mean? Right. And they maybe even think that they're helping by giving them more space, mm-hmm. when in fact. Trying to GM a passive table is one of the most exhausting oh, yes. things there is. So it's like shining into the void, like you oh, need to yeah. bounce yes. back at you. It's awful. Yeah, it's it's awful. Mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. It, it's like it, it's like when you when you're performing on stage yeah. and you're like looking in the crowd and you ha- your eyes happen to link onto that one person who's not having a good time. Yeah, who's mm-hmm. there because their spouse is there and they want to leave and they resent you yeah. because they're there. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I know exactly. Yeah. And you see that guy or woman, you're like. Fuck. Yeah, and you can't Fuck. not see them. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then you won't see anyone else. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what's also funny? You bring up a really good point here. We talk a, for a long time about GMing tips. Yes. We don't often talk that much about player tips, and being a proactive player is one of mm-hmm. the greatest things you can do for your game. Yeah. Yes. And it's one of the greatest things you can do for GM. Give yourself an agenda and follow it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, don't necessarily, like, cut out what the story is about like if somebody like oh there's a dragon that's gonna blow up this town it's like I don't care there's a dragon because I'm want to have it build an army and destroy that city state right yeah. well uh, that's not so great but yeah proactive players yeah. who have an agenda want to do things especially in a campaign yeah in a one shot man but in a campaign that's fantastic it makes the GM's mid game prep very minor yeah yeah, yeah. It, I mean my, my my GM prep for the vampire game was. <laughs> But when it got to the middle section, it's like I'm not going to throw any more plot hooks at them because There's they're just so putting pins things. on them, yeah. and yeah. they're they're like we don't know what to do. It seems too complicated to try to resolve this, so we're just going to ignore it for now. Well, does it happen when you make like a, a, a corporate mogul like the prince? It's like oh oh no, we'll we'll take care of this. We'll we'll manage everything. Like type A ourselves to death. <laughs> we're just gonna we're gonna table that. Yeah, we're gonna table that. We'll send it to committee. <laughs> right. But I mean, if but I was... That's how the Camarilla works. Yeah. That's 100%. <laughs> no, no, I, the, okay. to, go ahead. Well, I, I was going to say, on the opposite side of the coin, like like having a full table of really proactive players is awesome and amazing and my favorite thing ever. It, kind of you were, you were going on, like, that might be a lot for a new GM. I mean, maybe he just wants to sit down and... And like have her do, have her try just running a game for just him. Oh, like a little yeah. solo adventure. Yeah, like yeah. a solo adventure. Of, you know, just to kind of like get her feet wet. Like, okay, oh, let's stop for a second. If she has to look up rules, there's not as much pressure. Even though it's totally fine. I'm going to say that right now. I've never once as a player felt like something was ruined by waiting for someone to look up a rule. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not a big deal. I've My- done it as a GM and a player. It's My fun. general preference is to make it up and look it up later. Right. Especially if it's like in the heat of a, in the heat of the moment. Yeah. 
But that's because we're streaming and podcast no, recording. No, but even, even when we weren't streaming, mm-hmm. yeah. I, it, 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 it's like, well, let's just do it this way. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. seems fair. It, it yeah. seems balancey. So let's just yeah. do it this way. We'll look it up after, especially like in the middle of combat. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, no, no. Grappling. I'm going to look up the. No, here. Always have the grapple rule written down somewhere. Or just read not to grapple. Read yeah. Right. Nobody can grapple. But I, I definitely like the idea of yeah. making it as low stakes as possible. Yeah. Just having, just having you be her one player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For maybe like a little short introduction thing, Absolutely. just to kind of see. Mm-hmm. I mean, it. GMing isn't. I know it kind of is hard. Um, but it's not. It doesn't take an enormous amount of knowledge to GM. Yeah. It's well, no, it is complicated. It's complicated, but, but it's not the, the the key. The the important things for GMs to do don't have as much to do with the game mechanics right. mm-hmm. as they do with staying out of the player's way, mm-hmm. being a fan of the players, being mm-hmm. a fan of the players, and and you. Know, Doing the the uh, here's the problem. You worry about the solution. I'm not going to worry about the solution. Yeah, right. The, the, you know, and those aren't complicated things. No. Now there are some things in it in GMing that I think to to like really sort of elevate your GMing to the point where you're like doing really like good characterizations of NPCs and things like that. That takes more willingness to look like an idiot. Yeah, or, or or at least I think that's also just building your toolbox, having those characters kind of in your repertoire. Yeah, like and, yeah. but it's also being able to get rid of the fear of looking dumb. Yeah, you know what I mean. Which is a stage thing, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the reasons all those stupid improv theater improv <laughs> games that they make us yeah. play. It yeah. Are, yeah. The, the one of the reasons they do that is like, okay, you just sat around with like nine other grown men and played bunny bunny. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Whatever you do on stage mm-hmm. is never going to be as stupid as that was. Right. So you're golden. Yeah. You just did the dumbest yeah. thing you could ever do. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. And, and and people do. I mean, a lot of people, not just GMs, but players too, feel inhibited to actually play their character and really get into their character and be their character. Talk. I mean, there's there's gaming there's uh, gaming groups that don't even really talk in first person. Yeah. I mean, is it my Ognar says this and yeah. Ognar does that. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, everything is is third person, and and I think a lot of that comes from not wanting to look dumb, right? Yeah. Absolutely, or silly, right. and a lot of that just takes practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like your first time jamming, you're going to feel a little awkward. You're going to mm-hmm. feel like tense. You're not always going to make the right calls, and that's okay because forty years later, you're still going to fuck mm-hmm. things up, and that's yeah. okay because that's fine. Yeah. Actually, that right there is another good just like. Immediate first person or first time GMing trick. Instead of saying Stu, what does Ognar do? Ognar, what do you do? Yes. Right. Yeah. And that immediately gets more into that immersion and more into mm-hmm. that moment. Yeah. And then you're, oh, I do this. Okay. Name um, tags are the best. Yeah. Have people write their character name mm-hmm. and stick it on their person somewhere very clear. Mm-hmm. Name tags or little character portraits just to kind of remind you, oh, that's what my character looks like. They sound like this. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I meant for the GM, so you can remember because yeah. I'm terrible at remembering names. Oh, right. character like, names, yeah. Yeah, Ognar, dude. 
Ruffgar. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not Ruffgar. Who's Ruffgar? There's no nothing even sounds like yeah, that. Oh. oh, I can't read my own notes. Yeah. No, Can you be Rothgar now? That's why you're yeah. responsible for writing your own name tag. <laughs> and if I can't read your handwriting, I used to teach kindergarten, and that means you need to practice. I'm showing this up to the camera. This is the this is the um, what do they call uh, these things? Comp book oh, yeah. that I have all my notes in. The L5R character names and where they are at the table yes. because I can nice. never remember never their names. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and this, I'm open to this page yes. when yeah. we're playing. I do that a lot. Like, and I'll put little arrows to who is who. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I draw a picture of the table and I put the names. Yeah. And those are all yeah. things that you just practice. Like as you practice jamming, you get those little things that you you do that are custom to that your you're jamming. Gonna need. Yeah. That you're going to need. You're going to know. Hey, I suck at thinking of names, so I'm going to have a list of random names because that's going to be the fucking thing when you know Jib is like, okay, what's their name? Uh, did I ever tell you the story their, about their name is shot in the head, Ted? Yeah. <laughs> did, did I ever tell you? It's so good. I could never do that. <laughs> I met him. I, met him. <laughs> I, I got. I was left flat-footed by that. There mm-hmm. were two orcs who were guarding something, yeah. and one of the players. Really, yeah. It was either Brian or it was Fred. I don't remember which one. This is in college. And they said, I'm going to ask, what are the orcs' names? Yeah. Oh, I thought you said they were Brian and Fred. No, no, no. Because <laughs> that would be great orc names. No, those are, the two play- <laughs> those are two of the players in the game. One of them asked me what their names were, and I'm like, Bonk and Donk Bong. <laughs> <laughs> and it just, because I didn't have any names written down, I had not even, it had not occurred to me at that point to try to formulate what the, 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 the naming... <laughs> What do you call it? The naming convention, convention mm-hmm. for orcs would be. Oh yeah. So I bonk, bonk and donk bonk. Yeah. And that and they actually end up becoming recurring characters. <laughs> of course they are. <laughs> yeah. But but <laughs> you're, you're gonna learn. I would say this: you're gonna make mistakes. Yeah. The amount of mistakes that you make during the course of the game. And the severity of the mistakes that you make during the course of the game are for you to note and to improve your GMing in the future. That is not your gauge for the success of the game. The gauge for your success of the game must be at all times, did the players have fun? Yes. Yes. And Mm -hmm. most players who aren't assholes, if they're dealing with someone who's a brand new GM... They're gonna cut them a lot of slack. They're gonna they're gonna just go on and have fun. You might get some honest feedback. You might get some notes mm-hmm. about well, here's some things I didn't like, but here's mm-hmm. some things I did like. But if you put any effort into it, they're probably gonna have fun. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and, and 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 the the big thing to just remember is try to stay out of the player's way. Yeah, and, and maybe just maybe not uh, do something super serious. Yeah, like mm-hmm. don't do the Count of Monte Cristo. Do bonk and dong go quantity surveying. <laughs> you know, exactly. Oh that's God. a that's a great game for your first one. Deep reference there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> um, the chat room is also saying that you should listen to this fabulous. You tell them to listen to this fabulous podcast. Oh yeah, Happy fear Jacks. the boot. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Oh yeah, they're great. Oh, they are amazing. Man. But also, that have gets me out of <laughs> cutting lawns next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, but but I, 
I really like the idea of doing a solo adventure first. I think mm-hmm. that's a yeah. And if mm-hmm. and if if she wants to continue it after that, yeah, use the same character. She already has a little bit of a backstory with whatever that initial adventure was, and then bring in one or two more players, mm-hmm. and then just mm-hmm. keep, grow it organically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. and that yeah, I think that's, that's a that's a fabulous idea because that's the lowest stakes it's going to get. Absolutely, mm-hmm. it's like I'm sorry, honey, you ran a horrible game. I'm divorcing you. Yeah, no, <laughs> no one has ever uttered those words ever. I guarantee you. No. <laughs> We're going to get a horror story, right? <laughs> That what did you do, Ray? If that actually <laughs> happened. People make it up. Like how yeah, Happy yeah, Jacks right. ended my marriage. Right. <laughs> and then it goes with thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. I can't believe that dude left me because <laughs> I ran a shitty. Game. I ran a shitty game. Girl, if he does that, like, I mean, yeah, at me and we'll fucking talk because that's bullshit. Me no, he won't. There's no way. There's no way he's writing. He cares enough her. to write an email yeah. to us to get advice on how to encourage his Absolutely. wife to ri- wife girlfriend was it wife uh, uh, wife 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 wife, wife. Okay. wife. Okay. All right. yes yeah. all right too um, too late for my other advice also Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man I remember that advice you yeah. gave it to me <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he gives that advice to everyone <laughs> none of us listen I do um, sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I have to have a few in me though. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, also, I mean, I don't know anything about your gaming group, uh, but if there's not a, a lot of women, or if she hasn't been exposed to women GMs, that may also be kind of a point of oh yeah nervousness too. Yeah. So have her check out. I mean, our streams, we have lots of awesome women GMs on our streams, but there's a bunch on the internet. Like, have her reach Mac, out and Max run a couple things. She ran yeah. a, a werewolf mm-hmm. series. The and, Razor Ridge. And she's run a, a couple one Well, she's shots? running right now. She's, she's running Monster Hearts. Mo- running, yeah. she's oh, that's right. Monster she's running Monster Hearts right, right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she did a one-shot. I've done a bunch of one-shots. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You just did a one-shot last Saturday. On Saturday, yeah. There so, was a blast. There was a great game. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. So so maybe, like, have her check that out. Just And you haven't GMed a lot. No, I mean, I mean, I've done a ton of one shots and a ton right. of con games. Right, oh, man. And yeah. I cannot wait for you to do a campaign. I know, me too. <laughs> <laughs> It'll happen eventually. But, right, yeah. And that's a to- totally different animal. Yeah, I just yeah. think it's easier. I yes. think it's easier. It it's easier. easier. I think it's campaign. much easier. Hundred percent easier. You can spend that whole first game just getting to know things. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the things that happens with PBTA is your first thing is like like in um, Apocalypse World, the first game is supposed to be. Let's just hang out where you guys are. Let's just mm-hmm. get the the gist of what's happening. We're going right. to have a normal day. It's apocalypse world, so a normal day sucks. Right. So, like, where do you where do you live? Where do you start out? You go into the bar, and then you have a fight. Somebody walks in with a gun, mm-hmm. or you know, there's some sort of disagreement that happens. But mm-hmm. just kind of like get to know the characters. Characters get to know each other, and, right? And that's it. Mm-hmm. Like that's the entire first game. Yeah. So. I think that's fine. Plus, your your prep as a GM once the game gets going becomes very, very minimal. Yeah, tiny. Yeah. Well, and your confidence builds as you know the world. Yeah. You're no, you don't have the pressure of coming up with all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You're just you, you've lived in it enough to to be able to mm-hmm. to improv yeah. with more confidence. Well, yeah. I mean, like you with that one shot you just did. Mm-hmm. Just where do you want to be? New Orleans. All right. This is now New Orleans. Yes. <laughs> and everything changed. Have this New Orleans feel to it. Mm-hmm. And then it was fine. It was yeah. great. And yeah. the city stinks a little. Yeah. <laughs> New Orleans. Every, well, it kind of smells like piss and vomit. Yeah. Yes. And that's why you and have And then, Google. like, bog. 
Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and Bob, Bob's <laughs> reek. Actually, that's a really good suggestion, um, and it's something oh. we do a lot. Not the city smelling bad, but uh, picking like a real place to run your game. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Like or something that you're really familiar with. Um, yeah. Like what city you live in, the nearest city, some place you spend a lot of time. Because then, as a jam, you're worrying less about making stuff up and more about like what's happening with the game. And you're like, no, I know there's a you know a park over there, and it's. Springside mm-hmm. Park or whatever it is. Right. Um, that actually happened with the Fallout games. Mm-hmm. The com- the people who initially did it were on the West Coast, yeah. so it was set in L.A. Or even like the later one that they did was like in Las Vegas, this is, which is, is still Bethesda. No, Bethesda is the second company that oh, bought the rights okay, to it, okay, and that's it. why they're all on the East Coast because oh. Bethesda is in yeah. Bethesda, which is like Maryland or some shit like that. Oh, okay. I'm probably wrong. Somebody's gonna be angry fine, with me, okay. but. Uh, but yeah, so that's why it's in Boston. Or my husband's so mad about the Boston one because yep. he went to college in Boston. He's like, Fenway Park is not even near there. Why is it there in the game? It makes me <laughs> get so frustrated. Well, you have to be able to walk across the entire place in like fifteen minutes. <laughs> When's the new thing coming out? Because Zachary, I, I, oh, Zachary, the, and I watched the, the MMO one. Yeah, that, that's the one where they. What are they playing in it? Uh, there's a song they're playing in it. I can't remember what oh, the song um, it was. If, if you ever want to talk about Fallout with somebody who's very passionate about it, you should go on the Discord and oh, ask yeah. Drone about it. <laughs> yes. He has some very good points that I actually very much agree with mm-hmm. on like that whole setting. A lot of people are very upset about the whole like multiplayer facet of it. Well, or also just how the but it like, was it very satirical of like and and critical of the United States at the beginning, yeah. and that changed. Once Bethesda took over, yeah. it's very like, you know, Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah. Mm. And so this is a very different take on it, yeah. which depending on, on what your viewpoints are, can be good, can be can be bad, mm-hmm. but is definitely different. Yes. Right. Um, and I'm looking at did we announce that game? We haven't announced that. Okay. Which one? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, have we? Ha I did something I wasn't supposed to. Yeah, so I which game? No, I don't know (laughs) which game. Well, in a couple weeks, um, Jason. He doesn't know. He's just pretending. Uh, Jason's starting a Fallout game that will be an apocalypse world. It's gonna be called Vault Eight One Eight. I remember that. Yes. Oh, Oh, so it's in the valley. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, Tappy has to be in it because he's our uh, post-apocalyptic expert. Because so. I ain't got oh, yeah. no contacts in the eight one eight. Call my partner in Toluca Lake. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Terry and I. Is that Terry nope. in Idaho? It was mm-hmm. Danny. Oh no, 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 that was the other one. That was, was uh, Davio. Davio. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much for the email, and let us know what happens. Yeah, yeah. very excited Please. to hear about this. And if she has any questions about GMing, have her write in with her questions about GMing, and we can answer them. Yeah, yeah. And also, wow, like shotgunning twenty seasons—that yeah, that's Ooh. amazing. Mm. That's At brutal. some point, people won't be able to do it anymore. No. <laughs> oh, I can just, like screw with people's OCD and like take out like every no. 18th episode. No. Why would you do that so much? Why? Just retain it and then put it Well, I, I know people's eyes twitch when they when they get to they can't find season 13. We'll just have like a quiz of like random questions and then if they get them all right, like they actually went through the whole backlog when there's like 40 seasons and we'll like give them a trophy or something. Like you get a beer, an empty beer bottle or something. A signed empty beer bottle. <laughs> I, I want to hear the song. Hold on a second. 
What's it's not playing. Oh. oh. No, I want, this isn't the part I want to see. 300 years after no. Well, come on. I want to I want to know it's bugging me what, what the song is. Who come our way of life. That's a different trailer. Never mind. Okay, never mind. Mm. Oh, country home. That's it. Yeah. I don't know what song, but the name of that is John Denver. Uh, yeah. Okay. Country yeah. Road. Country Road. Is he from Denver? Denver? Huh? He's John Denver. <laughs> I don't know where John Denver was from. He died okay. in a plane. Oh. A lot of people did. There was a certain part of time when you could get small planes, and yeah, he had one of those like experimental ultralights. Yeah. And he crashed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there used to be an experiment, or not an experiment, but an ultralight like. Over the slabs that we really wish would crash, like all the time. Oh, really? Yeah, as they start running at six in the morning. Uh, oh, oh no! Yeah, well, because it would get to even there, like in the early summer. So it was getting to one hundred and ten. So that's the only time you could do anything. Right. But still, we hated him. You didn't make like a makeshift air bottle. Well, I, rocket I, launcher. I could, but then it would actually go to jail, and oh, I, I really don't want to do that. No, People, just blame bulletproof or something. <laughs> What's they'd look Bullet- bulletproof, yeah. bulletproof, yeah. No, they'd look at Bulletproof and go, nah, she didn't do this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, suggestions for a setting from Terry in Idaho. Are we not doing Who Played What This Week? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Who Played What This Week? Uh, Tappy and I played Monster Hearts. Yes, we did. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and we are playing Monster Hearts yeah. again on Monday. I know. It's super exciting. Uh, it's been so great playing week after week, like yeah. week to week. So yeah. good. Only we could do that all the time. I know, yeah. and that's mm. not up yet, right? Mm. In the podcast, no, Monday's not up yet. Okay, right. no, it's on Twitch though. Okay, yeah, um, good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Things are coming to a head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to a head. Uh, <laughs> quote unquote. Yeah, that's because there's sex <laughs> in the game. <laughs> um, so much sex. Yeah, partially my fault. That's pretty much what I played this last week with nice. Monster Hearts. And then that, and, and the, then my masks game, which. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's that fun. you're that you're running. I'm running. Yeah, slightly terrified, but it'll be good. It'll be good. Players mm-hmm. are excited. I just need to actually do it. Mm-hmm. You can do the thing. I believe in you. Um, I played Gene X on Wednesday, mm-hmm. uh, which was super fun. And uh, I was just telling them I have my first possible uh, in-game romance in in that. Yay! Yay! Kind of fun. One of us. One (laughs) of us. (laughs) Well, uh, Mike and I are playing exes where there's still like a lot of tension there. Mm. So it's kind of fun where it's like we hate each other, but we also kind of like each other still. And I total bitched him like a lot. It's super fun. It's so good. And Abria is so good. (laughs) And Abria is like the ultimate bitch. Like she, like people in the chat room are like, oh my God, she's like, more bitchy than your Adrian character from Vampire. That's amazing because she's like a corporate like, like she's a venture even though she's just a human. Or right. she, but she's uh, it's very fun. It's a very fun game. Cool. So very good. And that's the Cortex Prime system, which just kickstarted and right. Jib like got it. So it's not available yet, but it's it's a very cool system. It's neat. I like. So it's like a, it's like a preview edition or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool how you build your dice pool based on like what's happening and stuff. I really am enjoying it and might run it someday because cool. it's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. I was in a, um, a demigods game. You were? Oh yeah, oh, I was yeah. in a demigods game too. I, I heard about that. that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was I in that a game. demigods game. That was right. really great. <laughs> it's a nice. Yeah, I, I role played with Stu for That's the first right. time. I think uh, probably ever. ever. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think I've ever done that before. That was great. Oh yeah. my god, Stu, you are so funny. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Um, it was ridiculous. Oh my god. I, I think the episode went up today. Yeah, mm-hmm. or yesterday. I think. Maybe might have been yesterday. Yeah, but that was a lot of fun. I, I really like. 
what Jason did with the playbooks for that. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. really good. They're yeah. really good. Yeah. Um, also, Stu does a good suey. Yeah. <laughs> that was to, to call my my steed. Your steed, yeah. Which yeah. was uh, don't say no, no. You have to. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> Spoilers. I have it, it queued amazing. up. It's on the list. It's yeah. No, that you have to listen for the suey alone. He was, a, he's so a, he was a he uh, was um, a hillbilly scion of Mars. Yes. Mm-hmm. The uh, he was like a warrior of. It was oh amazing. man, I wish there was a version of the 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 song Mars God of War, but bluegrass. <gasps> oh, we could you imagine that? that? Yes, we, we can make that happen. This is, a, this is in our skill set. <laughs> <laughs> we have technology. I have a banjo, and if I play the song very slowly, I can make it. I it's can okay. I that can can, that song up. can be slow. Yeah. No, I can speed up because oh, okay. I I've played banjo before on <laughs> recordings, and I run the recording at half speed, and then I rec- and then I. I play it, and then I pitch bend it down an octave, and uh-huh. then speed it back up. And it, you can't tell. You can't tell. It's like, wow, Stu can play banjo really good. Like, yes, yes, I can play banjo very good at eighty beats per minute. Yes. <laughs> I actually played another game online this week uh-huh. online. I ran a game online for a couple strangers, which is the first time I've done that. Right. Um, I ran stuff for JackerCon before, but usually it's like. I at least kind of know those people. Right. Mm. Um, that was a fascinating experience. Um, I ran demigods for them too, uh, and, and yeah, it, it was fascinating. Yeah. There, there might be some sock puppet emails that come in the future that you won't know are from me about the things that happens. <laughs> yeah. But, but now we will. Yeah. Well, no, you won't know. No. There's no way of knowing. Okay. That'd be fine. Yeah. Except you'll notice that like everything that's is like spelled like canceling and we have two L's and you'll be like, oh, that's Kimmy. She <laughs> smells like she's You're spelling it right. You're spelling right. it correctly. Correct. Yeah. Two L's. <laughs> but, uh, There's no such thing as OCD. Yeah. Only correct ways of doing things. Exactly. <laughs> 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 Can I get that on a t-shirt? <laughs> yeah, we need that t-shirt. Sure. But, um, but yeah, no, it, it was fascinating and it was interesting to run that like, like we're really lucky. We have amazing, um, amazing player set. Um, but it's interesting to run games for people who don't know each other. Because even now at this point with cons, like I have six players at a table, at least usually two or three of them are going to know each other. Sure. So running a game for three people, which is super small. So like we were talking earlier, with more people, there's going to be more stuff. You can kind of throw something and they right. fight over it. Um, but and then all three of them didn't know each other either. So mm-hmm. all of us had never played together, didn't know each other, figuring it all out. Plus, it being online was like a fascinating experience. That's yeah. what the the GURPS little short GURPS campaign I ran online for mm-hmm. listeners yeah. years, years ago. <clears throat> Very similar experience because none of them knew each other. Right. They only knew me because of the podcast. Right. Mm-hmm. And we didn't actually really know each other. And it took. I think we ran five sessions of it, maybe mm-hmm. six sessions. Yeah. And by the second or third, by the third session, definitely. We all kind of got familiar with each other, and then started turning into a really fun game. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, that actually is kind of like the Monster Hearts game. Mm-hmm. Like exactly. Joey and I had met once. once. Yeah. Mac <laughs> and I had met once. I never met Adam, right. and I had hung out with Gina way back in the day when we were doing the podcast. Yeah. But I think I'd I'd done one podcast that with was her not long after they that she had kind of come in though right yeah she yeah. Not yeah. very long um, and so I didn't really 
know anybody at the table. And then within like two or three games, we're like all best friends. Within like 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's be real. Session yeah, yeah, zero, yeah. all that crosstalk. Oh, man. That is one of my like most proud like like casting things. I'm like, you, 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 and you, you don't know it yet, but this is going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're obsessed. Yeah. We are obsessed <laughs> with each other. <laughs> Excellent. Any other games? Any other games? No. Going once? No. Going twice? No. It's all American. We're obsessed yeah. with at least one person. I Okay, yes. <laughs> uh, a little bit. Maybe one person more than the others. But fine. That's fine. We're all fine here now. How are you? How are you? <laughs> I think I would like to try s- some of that Please. No, 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 no. I don't like dark beers. Uh, yeah. The tequila? Yeah. The tequila? You're going to mix the tequila with your bad champagne? No, the bad champagne's gone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. A hardly a shot. Well, no, just take that's, that's that's like, a, yeah. a shot and a half. That's a shot, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> um, and let's see, we have... Uh, we have L5R coming up on Sunday. L5R mm-hmm. is on Sunday. Which is super... Uh, we're going to have... Um, Eli. Eli yes. is going to be uh, subbing for... Well, he's not subbing for Dave, but he's yes. going to be introducing his character um, <laughs> because Dave can't make it. Yeah. And Eli is like an expert on the L5R yeah. system, too. So he's going to... And that's also part of yeah. that same gaming group. Eli, right. Eli's another one of, uh, of that right. old gaming group of mine. Yeah. yeah. He's going to be playing crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the he's going to set Stork and I straight. Yeah. That's going to be amazing. <laughs> Yeah, there'll be three cra- crab or and former crab. Yeah, it will be two yeah. former crab and one actual crab. Right. It's gonna be, it's gonna be fucked up. Poor Jim, <laughs> that poor crane. Oh no, oh no, I can. Oh, Jim's so good at it. Yeah. Well, we're technically crane now. <laughs> yeah, technically. Yes. Okay. Exactly. And no, but the thing is, ghost dad. Well, here's yeah. the thing. Like samurai, the word samurai means like is from to serve, mm. right? So you are crane. What's important is. Who you are serving yeah. right now is yes. what's important. So yes. you are a crane. Sure. You're not even former crab. They don't even think about that. You are a crane. Right. There's yeah. one crab and three cranes. Except yeah. she's got a ghost in her head telling her that. He's yeah. super pissed all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Love ghost dad. Well, yeah, Favorite cause, mechanic cause ever. Because ghost dad is really embarrassed that she's a crane. Yeah, of so course. Pissed. Yeah. <laughs> God. So good. You are like the froofiest kind of yeah. samurai there could ever be. <laughs> I.e. the best. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm What do you mean you're quitting football to join musical theater? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man, that was totally me, but put wrestling instead. <laughs> but you can tell Jim's like history with the game because oh, yeah. what's the what is the the courtier family in Crab? Is Yasuki? Yasuki. Yeah, oh, yeah, the Yasuki crane, the Crab Crane War. Yes, yeah. and he's like oh, that was my like, favorite thing ever. We like oh, when he would slip up. Let him like drop one piece of sushi and he's dead. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like this deep seething hatred of Yuzuki. <laughs> I'm like, and I didn't know it. I didn't know it. Yeah. I, I made a, a the Yuzuki daimyo yeah. who, was, who was in in, in Mantis lands, mm-hmm. and, and we had to ask them for help. And oh, and, and and then she said, "Well, I'll I'll take you, but I want my son to go with you mm-hmm. in case something happens with this, because if even uh, they figured probably even." Crab courtiers are going to be better dealing with Shadowland Taint than right, right. Fallen yeah. crab crane. Womp <laughs> womp. <laughs> he did just kill the things. You don't get rid of the stuff. Like, <laughs> right. These are the nerds of the crab clan, man. I love I love the Yusuki so much because they're the ones who are like uh, are the the ones who trade like do commerce, right. right? So in my head, they're the used car salesmen of Rokugan. <laughs> <laughs> 
You can get so much Shadowlands taint in this thing. <laughs> All the things. <laughs> no, no Shadowlands taint whatsoever. I don't even know why you're asking me. <laughs> I like your offer, but let me go check with my manager. For that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All, All right. right. Suggestions for settings from Terry in Idaho. Uh, How many role-playing game people are there in Idaho? I'm kind of curious. Do you have like a large group of people? I'm asking Terry. Oh. Because I've driven through Idaho when I was in Boy Scouts mm-hmm. uh, on the way to the World Jamboree in Canada. Mm-hmm. And uh, we didn't see much. I mean, there's a lot of land. Um, we stopped in one small place to get some something. I don't know what. I don't even remember. It was a long time ago. I was a kid. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of empty space in Idaho. I mean, there's a yeah. lot of empty space in Idaho, and I would be curious how many how many gamers there are there. But doesn't that mean the people who were there are probably bored, and therefore might? That's be my thought. It could be. Yeah. It could be. That's why I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious because I mean, like, um, uh, what's his name? The guy that runs Tsunami the Tsunami Con, the Prismatic Tsunami guys. Yes. That was like I guess Kansas's first and maybe only. Game convention, yeah. If I recall correctly, I think so. Yeah. So I'm I'm curious about how many how many gamers are there. I'm just curious. I like asking people in other places questions. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's one of the things I do. It's a trick to get you to write back. And uh, yes, and I also shh. sorry. And I also uh, like asking a lot of questions to Lyft and Uber drivers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, greetings, Jackers. Terry in Idaho here, wishing cooler temperatures for you and yours. Thank please. you. Oh, please. It's been over 100 now for two, two or The last three, 200 years. Three, three, three weeks, 80, at least. 80 decades. Yeah. <laughs> we might... We're supposed to maybe get some rain like next week, though. Oh, well, except that suddenly... Like Everything's LA is humid, yeah. So uh, we might actually get rain in like ninety degrees, like the rest of the country. What? Instead of like every time it rains, it goes down to sixty, oh. which is what we're used to. <laughs> right? It's, yeah. I'll nope. take rain in any form right now because other than that, it's burning. Like everything's burning. Yeah. Are uh, like I don't know what probably two percent of the states on fire right now. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, a, a significant amount. I think yeah. more is on fire right now than at any one time in the state's history. Yes. And there's a shit. There's like 35 wildfires or something. Yeah. The number is, is staggering. And one and of them is like 100 yards from my dad's house. I'm just gonna say. <laughs> and I mean, our sky is has been uh, yellow all yeah. week. Yep. It's okay. Yeah. It's Many GMs like me have a game that is their white whale. Ah. Oh. That, that dreamt of campaign they want to run, but are always chasing. And never catch it. Uh, granted, listening to all of the APs Happy Jacks produces has created enough white whale games for me to make Captain Ahab Aww. have a conniption. Aww. Actually, he says, I have a conniption. <laughs> get out. Ahab, get out. Sorry, Ahab, Fired. a conniption. Nope. <laughs> I am dreaming not of a white Christmas, but of a D&D 5th edition all-barred game. Yes. yes. Yes, do it. I've yes. done it. It's amazing. Uh, it's outrageous. Stork, Truly outrageous. I, ran, I was in the game. Stork, Stork and Dave, Dave ran. Bar, what was it Unbartable. Called? Mission Unbartable. Mission Unbartable. It was amazing. It was so good. The game starts with the group walking up at a crossroads. They have no idea how they got there or what happened. But all their belongings and money are intact and on their persons. 
if that opening sounds a little cliche, then you're right on track. They didn't sell their souls to learn to play. They pulled a devil went down to Georgia yes. and faced an entity on a bet of wealth slash fame slash power versus their souls and lost. Yes. However, <laughs> it's too stereotypical for devils and demons to take souls. Thinking of alternatives, I looked at the warlock class and thought, well, the fiend can grant powers and so can the fae. And if the fiend can take souls... Yes. Got it. Mm. Nice. So, I'm I'm a hundred percent down with this. So yeah. in for this yeah, game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let so, us play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll remote in. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's cool. They just fly to Idaho. It can't be far. It's far. It's far. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually not I, that far. I think I've been to Idaho once. Sun Valley's in Idaho, right? No, Sun no. Valley's like still over here in the valley. Yeah, that's Sun like, City. No, you no. You walk there. No, it's Sun City. No, it's a ski slope. Sun City's <laughs> over by um, <laughs> by Menifee. That's so much funnier if it's the one that's right here. <laughs> Sun City. Yeah, I'm yeah. thinking of the one in South Africa. Oh, oh. I don't know where that. <laughs> you can't walk no, to that. No, wait, one. I can't go to the Sun Valley in South Africa. I didn't do it. Good. That's no, Sun City. City. Oh, Sun City. Oh. Yeah. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of Sunland. You might, oh. Never. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've been to Idaho. I'm taking the tequila away. I've been to, I've been to Idaho. It's that, empty. No! That's the <laughs> oh, last that's, I got. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the quest to find their souls may lead to the underworld, but it will end in the Fae Court. Nice. I see the Fae willing to take their soul, the souls of musicians to have an eternal orchestra. Perhaps one arts Fae with the domain of music who sees the PCs as the perfect music box that will never run down or runs out oh. until it dies. Oh. Oh. I'm so into this. Oh my god. <laughs> However, I know squat about the court. It's politics and machinations, the fey entities within, etc. And I don't want to make carbon copies of D&D lore. I turn to you, Happy Jacks. What are some of the interesting twists that you might put on in on a court? Person- personages, personages, um, themes, politics, etc. A toast to your podcast and APs, the hosts and players. Drink! Drink! Drink. Sincerely, Terry in Thank Idaho. P.S. A sincere thanks to Jason for running a great Demigods game. The <coughs> Bard game is my main white whale, but there's a Demigods campaign swimming around up there, too. <coughs> uh, and thank you to the wonderful people I game with. And, and thank you all... And thank you also to the wonderful people I gamed with. Kimmy, Nick, and... Gemethist. Gemethist. Eddie the Reaper couldn't have have a better group of friends. Yes. Jason mm-hmm. ran an online <coughs> Demigods game um, as a prize for a Twitter contest he did. Oh, cool. So, yeah, and it was awesome, awesome game, and your Reaper was amazing. Excellent. Super cool. So, ideas for filling out the Fae Court. So start Brainstorming. <laughs> by reading the Dresden Files. Okay, yes. <laughs> I was also going to say, look at, I mean... Mm-hmm. World of Darkness Changeling yeah. has done all of your work more or less for you. Yeah. The they have built that whole court system, the Sealy and the Unsealy court, to a way that you can just look at it almost like a bestiary and pull from that and make your characters from that. You, you know, I've got a I've got a copy of I don't know if it's new or old world, but I've never actually even looked at it yet because I bought so it. Good. I bought it on a, a discount from what's his name over at Game Empire. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. got he got mad when all the. When White Wolf decided they weren't going to print books anymore, they're just going to do PDFs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he sold everything like eighty-five percent off. Oh. Mm-hmm. I've never got to play a Changeling game, but I read the book a couple times. Right, I love Changeling. Oh my god, I love it so much. <coughs> so that'd be my recommendation: get your hands on that, get your hands on that lore, and delve and make your characters out of that. Um, 
Uh, yeah, when it comes to Dresden Files, I'm actually not really into that whole summer winter court thing. What? Uh, the, I mean, silly, unsilly for me are are even less like binary. Like they kind of gray over each other. At mm-hmm. least how I like to think of them. <coughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, themes of like just look up different types of like myths about fake creatures, yeah. mm-hmm. and then you start to get like some cool ideas. Like again, in Changeling, there are knockers, which are uh, underground fae that um, they would believe they would knock when uh, there's going to be a cave in or right. something like that to help protect the uh, mm-hmm. the miners. And so it's like, okay, well, what theme <coughs> is that? Well, that's of rock, or that of gems, or or uh, uh, gold and jewels, etc. And then, then just start to, to play off of that and, and uh, move forward with that until you get some sort of, uh, like, gold and silver and jewels fae thing that mm-hmm. maybe it's miserly, or maybe it is, this is a thing of beauty. You know, and... Right. and Start just figuring out what is important to these creatures. Mm-hmm. Why do they exist? What makes them exist? Why do they want things? You know, this this person of like <coughs> having a music box that lasts forever. That's great when you're eternal. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Like, that's really mm-hmm. important. And like a human soul can keep up coming up with new stuff for all eternity. That's awesome. That's a great way to like have somebody want to go into the earthly realms and steal souls of musicians. So. Oh, and, and just like that, and, like, and the potential for for that, especially the potential for the the, the sadistic nature of the fae yep. is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Because okay. if th- this th- this fae who owns this human music box might say, "I want to hear sad songs," so I'm going to spend the next year getting the, the person I've ensnared to fall in love with me, and then I'm going to abandon them yep, so they right. can write sad songs. Yeah, right? I mean, that yeah. just it, it just mm-hmm. the the especially with them being immortal, mm-hmm. they have yeah. all the time in the mm-hmm. world to. Twist and Cultivate do whatever they and carve, and yeah, well, and and then I would even just go with that theme in general at that point because mm-hmm. that's really interesting. So you go like, oh well, we're making flowers out of human souls, right? Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh well, I'm gonna twist it and and I'm gonna clip it here and do it, and I would I would like this uh, you know black and red flower that smells <coughs> of you know elderberry or what what have you. <laughs> oh, I'm bored of that, mm-hmm. so now I'm gonna do terrible things to this thing, um, or even one who likes uh, alcohol. Mm-hmm. And turn human souls into alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. Actual spirits, drunk. souls yeah. into spirits. Right, right. <laughs> and so it's it's like things to fill your bored eternity with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Right? When you don't have something driving you, like fiends, probably. It's do it's like. the. I mean, it's the whole thing. Uh, I think this is in New World of Darkness. Oh, uh, about vampires because vampires are a very similar thing yeah. where you've got. You've you've got these these creatures that can live forever, so they become obsessed. With their own political machinations, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and e- even though they may not necessarily be that important in, in like the the whole sum of things, but it's all they got, right? Mm-hmm. Which was going to be my other suggestion: is look at things that have court politics. Look at L five R. Look at because the Fae <coughs> love making deals. The Fae love screwing each other over. And the great kind of thing about the Celian and Celi court is you can have a good Fae and a bad Fae want the same thing. Yeah, but it can be for completely. Different motivations. Right. See, I like it when Seely Fae are bad, but they're bad for, See, for well, good I reasons. Like yeah. and, and you know what? that's one of the reasons why that dichotomy for me is just kind of overdone. <coughs> Let it's me just like, say, right? Uh, yeah. ha- having having read through Dresden Files, yeah, three or four times now, yeah. The Summer Fae are not good. For no, us. they're not. Like they're fucking right. all terrifying. Um, they're just not as horribly cruel. Yeah. 
in the short term. <laughs> and also, they're not cruel from their point of view. They're not trying to be cruel. Oh no, well, no, they're they're just be, they're just doing them. They're all, they're, it's just cruel they to everybody all, else. They all have a sort of base animalistic instinct to them. Mm-hmm. It's just some of them are more obvious about it than others. Maybe, yeah. Maybe the way to look if, at it. If you want uh, courts of like summer and winter, etc., I would say instead of looking at Dresden Files, I would look at the New World of Darkness Fay book. Okay. Because that book, <coughs> it's, it's tough to play that book because basically you're playing a victim of abuse. Right, mm-hmm. and that's kind of actually what you're doing here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and so, like your character, like they steal people and put uh, fake people in their place, mm-hmm. yeah. essentially, and then they twist people into uh, like whatever they want them to be, so they can be better servants, and then you escape. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a lot of great themes in that. I like that this is even a step further, where it's like stealing your soul and turning it into these things to make themselves happy. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but that has. Um, <coughs> like summer, autumn, winter, and spring. That's mm-hmm. what I did for. That's what I did for the Bloodblade and Tusk Fay. Yeah, mm-hmm. is there? There are. There's. There's monarchs of summer, winter. I, I don't even talk yeah. about winter and summer because those are ob- very obvious. Yeah. yeah. But my the spring Fay monarch is the Green Man. Right. Nice. And then the the fall spring monarch is John Barleycorn. Oh, oh, nice! See, that's See, cool. In 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 the new <coughs> darkness one, I'm pretty sure that like the feeling of autumn is fear. Mm. Yes, that's sa- exactly the same thing I did. Oh, okay. Because yeah, you it, should let you should check that book out. It, it's the Im- Im- <laughs> it, it, w- the impending winter Winter's is yeah. coming. Yeah. Yeah. Winter is coming. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. And and and. and there's actually there's a, a mother the, there's also the mother of John Barleycorn and when John Barleycorn is slain, she transforms into, into winter. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what. That's fascinating. I very much mm-hmm. like that. It's kind of a Jason Voorhees slash Persephone Demeter kind of mm-hmm. right. Yeah, I like it. Uh, <coughs> so yeah, I mean, one of, one of the things that that I did for for their their sort of I, I don't know what you want to call it their obligation <coughs> economy I guess uh-huh. uh huh is for mortals. There are actual physical consequences to not keeping up on your bargain. Right. That it, you actually start to become worse at what you do. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and, it, and it, it, it translates into dice penalties. So, if 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 there's a if you make a deal with a fae and say I'll, I will teach you this thing, but in return I need a favor, and they come to get that favor and you refuse it, from the moment you refuse. You're starting to get this cumulative negative die effect mm-hmm. over the course of how, however, yeah. however long, however powerful the, the thing mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. And to the point where it gets to the point where it's okay. I'm going to kill myself trying to get out of bed. Yeah, I better to go do this. And then, that, but that's only if you completely mm-hmm. agree to it. Well, and and one thing <coughs> that you said there, I think, is really great, is the idea of economy. What is the economy of these archfey? Oh yeah, that you're doing. Like, what do they want? Why do they want? I mean, we talked a little bit about like souls and entertaining themselves, but even more so, like, just start trying to think about that. Because if there's an obligation economy, and they need that obligation from that mortal, and they're not getting it, that's a problem because that might fulfill something else that they are exactly. obliged to for right. somebody else in these court politics. There's always a bigger fish. Yeah. I, I, there's a couple of NPCs that I'm developing for Bloodblade and Tusk. One is Merlin, oh, uh, who ha- does not have the ability to time travel, but has the ability to basically put himself into sort of a suspended animation. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm going with the sort of the theory that that the Arthurian legends are Roman. Okay. So he was a wizard in Britain near the end of the Roman 
occupation or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And um, and but Merlin's uh, apprentice was Morgana Le Fay, mm-hmm. who has gotten so in deep into the obligation economy of the Fay that when people meet her, she barely seems human because she is under so many obligations that are so complicated that the human mind can barely comprehend all of them. Mm-hmm. Because she basically dove foot head first into yeah, I don't sure. care what the consequences are. Fuck it. They'll give me yeah. some stuff and I'll have to do something else later. Who cares? Yeah. <clears throat> so she's under uh, huge... That sounds like something I would do. Right. <laughs> so she's, un- she's under... So she's I mean, in like Faye Debtor's jail. Well, kind Almost. of. Yeah. Uh, essentially. And she... Even when she like wants to do something for someone, there may be some. It's like, well, you need me to help you with this. I can help you with that. But if she can pervert it in a little bit of a way, it might like release her from an obligation mm-hmm. over here that happened like seventy five years ago. So, yeah, so, so she's like, she's completely spoilers. No one who plays the game listen to this. She's completely untrustworthy mm-hmm. because she's under so many obligations and she's under so much debt. Mm-hmm. I love that. that to, she's always trying to get herself out of it, and will always try to pervert things because you know th- there's the whole thing about the Fae always go by the um, the letter. Oh yeah, rather than mm-hmm. spirit, it's mm-hmm. always letter. And that, go ahead. No, 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 I'm just saying that's that's yes. exactly what yeah. we're talking about. And, yeah. that, and that is that's something that in 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 what I what I'm writing for for Blood Blade and Tusk. That's a compulsion for for the Fae, mm-hmm. and they. They they are bound by words, not by intentions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and and that's it, it's not them trying to trick people. Mm-hmm. That's their nature. That's the way they are. They, mm-hmm. if, they if you say something and it's it, and it's it, it, you present it in a certain way where it can be interpreted in more than one direction, they're going to find the worst way they can mm-hmm. because there's probably some other obligation that they can get released from if they do that. Mm-hmm. Do yeah. it that way. So, but that, I mean, that, and that's a big thing for the Fae is is that this sort of obligation and debt and and you know debits and credits of obligation and stuff like that, and it really is an economy for them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Why it is is something you kind of have to come up with, I think, as a GM, and that may be a question that the players never will ever even find yeah. out. Right. There's a really great mechanic that's in one of the supplements. I forget what it is right now um, for the New World of Darkness. A game, mm-hmm. and it's called uh, Goblin Contract. And what you can do is you you make a, uh, <coughs> a contract with something like say Shadow, and it's like okay, well I have a I can make contracts with Shadow. Okay, Shadow, some people are, are chasing me. So if you hide me, I will for the next week uh, take a BB gun and shoot out all of the uh, street lights on my block. And if that's acceptable and you make the correct uh, thing, then Shadow covers you up. Right, but you have to fulfill your bargain, um, and so it, it becomes much more of a character thing rather than a like I spent spend blood and I get to do this. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a really neat kind of thing. So maybe even thinking of those kind of contracts of like this archfey is of shadow and really wants torches to be put out or mm-hmm. something like that. Don't torch the city, whatever fuck you do. <laughs> right. <laughs> Make sure that's that that city when it's plundered doesn't get lit on fire. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean that can be some interesting uh, just sort of concepts for you to introduce your characters to. Right. 
What, Tappy? You don't want the players to set things on fire? That's someone like you. <laughs> well, I'm not saying that I would, but the Archfey no. might. Yeah, would you no, prefer yeah. them stab someone with like gardening shears? Yes. That's more, much more interesting yeah, than yeah, setting yeah. on fire. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, if you're looking for ideas as far as ways to like develop your world, have whoever this Archfey is be unreachable at first. Make them have to go through lower Fey and have to make deals, obligations with them so that at the very end you have all these things you're now kind of entwined into to get there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, play into that court system. Yeah. Play into that, that system of favors. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And let your players do the dirty work for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. They'll get themselves in their own mess. Accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, high yeah. five. <laughs> but in the last Blood, Blade, and Tusk game, mm-hmm. I, I introduced... Uh, uh, there was one... Spoilers! Fa- the spoiler. There was a fake creature. And it's actually taken from like a 19th century book, uh, Queen... Uh, Aquarine, I think was her name, something like that. That's awesome. But it's from like a children's book from in like the late 19th century or something. Mm, and I'm like, cool. that's a cool name for a character. Yeah. Um, and so the party met her, and she, right away she's like, can you teach me how to do this? I absolutely can. All I require from you is a favor. <laughs> oh, sure. I can totally give you a favor. No problem. Um, it's like the Marquis de Carabas in Neverwhere and favors. Mm-hmm. He always asks for favors, and then he just amasses them. <laughs> right. Well, there, there, you know, there was a TV show. What was it called? Stingray. In the like late set, none of you would have seen this. No. It's in like the late seventies. Oh, mm-hmm. There was, I a was period, born then. There was a period that there was a Brandon. Yeah, I've Tart- heard of the late seventies. There's yeah. a there's a period like, when Brandon Tartikoff was running uh, NBC, mm-hmm. and they came out with these crazy ass cockamamie shows. Um, Manimal. <laughs> half man, half animal. Was it no? the same time as my mother the car? No, I don't think so. I think my mother the car may have been before then. Um, Manimal. There was a bunch. There was a bunch of them, and they had the, this one year. That's my next. They came out with here. all of these crazy shows, <laughs> and one of them was this. Uh, no, Stingray was a little later than that, but I think that was still Brandon Tartikoff. But Stingray was about this guy who had this really cool car, and it could change. It had the most specific attribute in a car that you could ever have, and that is that it had he could change the configuration of the headlamps. That's it, because he always followed people at night, and okay. people were always looking in the rearview mirror to see if they're being followed. So when they'd go around a corner before he'd turn, he'd hit a switch, and the lamps would move. And says, "Well, we're well, we're followed by a sedan for a while, but now it's a compact car." So they wouldn't. No shit. Wow. I'm, not, I'm not saying it was a great show. How long did this show run? <laughs> oh, five, six episodes. Was it a Corvette though? Was it a Stingray? Three hours. I think it was a Stingray. I think it was a Corvette. Okay. Because no matter what your headlights look like, like a Corvette's a Corvette. Like people are gonna fucking notice that. No, but it had stuff to it. No. change them around. I would not I notice that. Yeah. It what? was one headlight, and suddenly, oh, it's just a motorcycle behind us. No, it could do that too. It could do that yeah. too. That'd be the only thing I noticed. Like, oh, that was a motorcycle. Guess not. Okay. <laughs> But uh, the guy, the guy would go out and help people. It was kind of like a, I don't know, like an Avenger kind of character who would go out and, and people would <laughs> With be. the car that could change its headlights. Could change its headlights. <laughs> That's That's smart. Like, I think it did. It could it's do like a other lamer Night Rider. <laughs> I think it predated. It may have predated. It I'm sure it did. did. But, yeah. but like, I got a helicopter that can fly. He did everything. <laughs> wow, holy shit. But he didn't work for money because he was like a private investigator or something. But he would go out and help people who were being screwed by, you know, an evil corporation or, or, you know, <laughs> a, a, or whatever. <laughs> right. But my, the, the point of this whole dog and pony show is that he dealt in favors. So in like the very first episode, 
He's he's he he. Oh. Someone comes up to him and says he needs some help. Blah blah blah. And says, "Okay, I'll do it." But I'm gonna at some point I'm gonna ask you for something, and you've got to do it. My God, that's amazing. You can't you can't ask you you can't bargain with me. You can't hesitate. If I say you have to do something, you have to do it. No questions asked. Or do you agree? Yes. Okay. And then you know later on in that episode, there some place and he goes up to some judge and he looks at the judge and goes. Case dismissed, or something like that, oh. and, and it's like so. So that's what case motorcade is coming through. Oh, no, yeah, so. right. <laughs> <laughs> but the whole, but the whole, the whole that, that was his whole thing was that he dealt in favors. That makes which I cool. Was very cool. That makes that show so much more interesting to imagine. He's like Faye. Yeah, right. That yeah. actually yeah. is like fucking yeah. cool. Now I want to watch the show and imagine yeah. that the whole time. It wouldn't have been that cool. Yeah. The show never would have been that cool. It, it, it actually have him haven't have actually have been a fairy. No, I don't know. <laughs> With that mindset and the right amount of mead, that could work. That could. Yeah, it could. Yeah, if you yeah. Uh, just assumed that. Yeah, yes. no, you right. just like that's that's your head cannon for yeah. that. Right, I buy that. Yeah, and I believe the show was called Stingray. I think yeah. the show was called yeah. Stingray. And I've seen the car probably was, but I've never really been into cars, so but I'm sure it was probably probably a Corvette. It, it would, that would be really Isn't dumb. There a Isn't car there a Stingray called a Stingray? Car? It's yeah. a Corvette. It's, it's a, a Corvette, Corvette Stingray. Oh, oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Kimmy knows more about cars than all saying. of us combined. Yeah. That's why, like five minutes ago, I was like, "It's a Corvette, right?" Like, yeah, okay, never mind. It's fine. Yeah. We're fine you, here. You, you literally know more about yeah. cars than all of us. I yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I, I hope. Currently, my '67 Barracuda is about a hundred yards from the Holy Fire. So everybody. Hope for all the people whose Ooh. actual houses are because it's much more important than my car. But. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Everything's fine. It's fine. I want to read the next email. I'm not thinking. Is it insured? It. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, it's, but it's 67 I mean, Barracuda, so it's yeah. like they're not really making more of them. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll get. It's like it's. Is there time to get like increased coverage on it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Just look where it is. Oh yeah, it's fine. Hey, I got an idea, guys. Let's record ourselves talking about insurance fraud. That's a great idea. And then we broadcast it on the internet. Oh, Timmy, that's not where you put that entire briefcase of diamonds, is it? Oh, oh wait, no. diamonds. Our diamonds, diamonds burned up. In the heavy jacks diamonds. Oh no, our diamonds burned up in the fire. What are we gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> it's right next to our bars of titanium. Oh. Oh, and our stocks and apple. <laughs> no, the bars of titanium don't burn. All right, next my fireproof bear bonds. <laughs> All right. Oh my god. All right. Cannon and RPGs from Mini Painter Jen. Hey, douchebag. Oh god. Oh god. All right. Uh. Oh man, <laughs> we are the worst at crime. You are. <laughs> I think that's a. I think that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> a few days ago, I listened to your most recent episode with a couple of guys from Fear the Boots. Yeah. One of the things you talked about was running games oh. in a setting with a, in a setting with established canon. How to avoid the weirdness it can cause. I agree with everything that was said. My purpose here is not to rehash that conversation, but to share a story about the exception that proves the rule. What episode was that, Stu? <coughs> oh, that's got to be like five, six episodes ago now. Yeah, okay. Now, this is the one that, that uh, okay. Dan... Go and back, and it's. I think it says, with Fear the Boot. In yeah, the I know. So, yeah. Uh, it was the late 2000s. Sci-fi was still showing all Stargate all the time, and Stargate Atlantis was still playing. My God, I totally, like, binge-streamed that last summer. Like, all of Atlantis. It's pretty crazy. I binge-streamed Andromeda, and I kind of regret it. Yeah. Oh. Why? Because you're out of it now, or because you are traumatized? 
Yes. Well, both. Did you ever see it? With Kevin, I have seen Kevin Sorbo. I have seen exactly one half of one episode of Stargate. Oh no, not Stargate. No, Andromeda. 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 It's a different show. It's not Stargate Andromeda. No. Well, no. I haven't seen any of that. Okay. Right. <laughs> it, 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 Has it, it been in the last six years? No, it's oh, no, it's like the nineties. Okay. It was Kevin Sorbo. Like this is dressed oh. after Hercules. Yeah, right. it was the next thing he did after Hercules. Mm. Yeah. I remember he was doing Hercules. I didn't watch that show either. I remember seeing ads for him in like a blue uniform. Yeah, yeah. It was fun. You were like four at the time. <laughs> four. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty soon we're going to start like not being accurate with that, and I'm going to be like, I mean, yeah, that'd be fine. <laughs> I longed for that day too, Kimmy. Yeah, shut up. Ah! All right. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> hey, are you 13? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing with that alcohol? We love you, Joey. <laughs> it's root beer. It's fine. That's fine. It says right here, it's a shake. A shake. It's a shake. Yeah. <coughs> All right. Um, Ex- uh, We've gone off the rails. Atlantis. Uh, Atlantis, yes. Stargate Atlantis was still playing. I went on to Origins, and one of the games I signed up for was a Savage Worlds game in the Stargate Atlantis setting. As we were prepared to start, one of the other players told us that this would be his first RPG ever. Not his first time with Savage Worlds, not his first time playing at a con, the first time he'd ever played an RPG. Apparently, he came to Origins for board games, and this year decided to dip his toe into the RPG pool and see how it went. Excellent. He chose this particular game because he just finished watching all the episodes of Atlantis that were available at the time right? Uh, uh, with his son. And so he was invested in the characters and setting. Mm-hmm. And this is like before streaming, so like tracking down all those episodes. You Good on you. That'd be like VHS or something, right? Well, well they said late 2000. This could be 2009. Oh, okay. So they'd have like a DVD of it. How long ago did Atlantis stop running, though? Like that? I thought that was... I don't know. But they used to do marathons. On oh, that's true. Once yeah. in a while, like when a new season would come up, that's true. They would like play all. I don't know. From like '98 to like now, I didn't have a TV, so <laughs> really difficult. Yeah, Abby's not not the know. person to ask on this. Yeah, no. I have all right, no it'll idea. be fine. I'm sure it's fine. Um, I'll find out. Okay. There's <laughs> <laughs> Stickler. Now the we Google started Sue. it. Use the Google. <laughs> Do a Google search. I'm Googling it. Okay. Final episode dated January 2009. So okay. it could have been, yeah. Okay. yeah. I don't we had know. Just started podcasting, right? Yeah, <clears throat> and, and I'm streaming was was streaming a thing then. I'm trying no. to remember. No, not yet. Like Netflix was really the first streaming, and that was, yeah. I don't know, 2012 maybe. Uh, 2004 to 2009. Total. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you probably probably had DVDs. Yes. There you go. At the blockbuster. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I gave away all of mine. Yeah. Well, I, The GM set out characters for us to choose from. It turned out we'd be playing the main characters from the show. Normally, I'd consider this a big warning sign, but in this case, it worked out great. We gave the new player first pick of the characters and told him to choose his favorite from the show. It turned out to be a great way to ease him into role-playing. He didn't have to worry about how to breathe life into a sheet of paper with some numbers on it. He just had to act like this character that he already knew. It was one less new thing for him to try and process. Oh, okay. Uh... Uh, the game worked out really well And a good time was had by all By the end, the brand new player was an RPG convert Very nice hey. I, think Arum. Were, Arum. I think there were other things that helped contribute to the game's success Everyone at the table were, were fans of the show And in, were invested in the setting and all those characters Also, the show is very episodic in nature to start with So it's pretty easy to throw a side mission uh, For the team without losing the field the source material mm-hmm. Half the show's episodes were effectively side missions of some sort so, as much as I agree that it's best to avoid intersecting with main characters and story arcs of the setting when you're using it in your game, once in a while it works okay. 
Mini Painter Jen. Wow, that would be really bad if I decided to play that game, but didn't know the characters in the show because everybody would be pissed at me for right. I play one yeah. of the main characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is... That's why I personally always shy away from... Play, like, if you're going to Firefly and, hey, you can play Mal. No. Right. I don't want to do that. No. Because there's a specific way I have to play that. But mm-hmm. I can see how this works out for somebody, if yeah. this is, especially if you're a new player. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think... I think it's great that like it was like Stargate, Stargate Atlanta setting. Like it's like right there in the title. Right. So I think mm-hmm. if you were not interested in that setting, you wouldn't you'd sign, up probably game. wouldn't sign up for that's that true. game. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't sign up for that no. game. See, it, no, it, I wouldn't it, that, that, I never understood that because I thought the the, the film in the theaters was terrible. I, hated I did too, really? but I was also like ten years old, so I didn't get it. I mean, to go back for it. Yeah, I just thought it was terrible. I never saw it. You didn't miss much. I watched it right. two months ago for the first time. Really? Because my husband was like, "You've never seen. You've seen all the TV shows, but not the movie." It's terrible. I was like, yeah. It's not, oh, so, it's it's kind, so kind of like. It, Buffy, is it worth going back? Where the for TV Kimmy? shows great, but the movie is no. The movie is actually very good, and oh, the okay. movie sets. I liked the movie. I liked I, it. I didn't. I didn't. I saw it in the theater, and I, I kind of wanted my money back. Well, see, I, I didn't. It was free for me, so I had well, a much well, lower bar. You did want your money back, but you got it. <laughs> well, I think the Even other if thing, he hadn't wanted yeah. your money back, you would have got it anyway. Well, I think by then, I've, I've watched all of Stargate, and I've watched all of Stargate Atlantis, so, like, jumping into, like, that world, like, I already knew everything that followed it, so oh, okay. everything made a lot of sense you to me. You weren't trying to figure the world out. You already Not knew. Okay. I was Oops. like, oh, wait till you see that guy who's surprised by that. Okay. Right. Sorry. Yeah, but I, it, 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 it always sort of confused me why it got made into a series because I'm like I didn't like that movie it wasn't very good and I don't think it did very well when it was in the theater either I don't remember but actually the the special effects hold up pretty pretty well I I've seen it recently probably within the last yeah year yeah and it, it doesn't look like a cheesy period piece no uh-uh. no it I was surprised I was like expecting it to look really bad and I was like oh okay because well, it's a lot of like miniatures and practical effects that still hold up pretty well so. yeah mm-hmm. there's it's got that for it yeah, I guess uh, for me, like one of the things in role playing games in general that I really like is problem solving mm-hmm. and coming up with novel solutions to things. Sure. And I really feel like with a very established character that has been on TV for five years and movies and whatever. Right. Yeah. I, I feel that there's a real limitation on that. Yeah. However, that being said, Again, like if you don't know how to problem solve in an RPG, or you're not used to just throwing yourself into a character, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I think that's a good intro. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a great intro. Yeah, super good because I, I do think that like like one of the, our favorite things is making like that different character, mm-hmm. like coming up from the boots, like making the backstory, like figuring out oh they have a twitch in their left eye sometimes when they're angry, right. like all those little things are what we love. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And but I think like for the first person, you know, someone sitting down at the table for the first time, or somebody who maybe doesn't necessarily enjoy that part of it, like having that pre-made skin to walk into could make things a lot less stressful. I think a good kind of median in that is uh, taking a character that's already kind of existing in the universe and just making them a character type and then turning it on its head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best example I can think of: one of my favorite characters I ever played was in the Star Wars Saga Edition game. And the DM was like, okay, so you can play Jedi eventually, but I want you starting off as Jedi. So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I'll, I'll play a noble. I know, shocking, I want to play a noble. What? Uh, I Madness. know. But I decided... You talk a lot? I, oh, so much. <laughs> uh, I couldn't help myself. Um, this is yeah. my surprise face. I know. Spoiler for the podcast <laughs> listeners, not surprised. But I decided that the character concept was, what if Obi-Wan had trained Leia instead of Luke? 
Mm-hmm. Oh, cool! Oh. So that's that was oh my kind God. of my my basis, my 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 starting point, and it ended up being my favorite character I've ever played. He was that's so good. much fun and so different. I still had that to go back to, and I was like, I don't know how my character would react. Okay, well, what would Leia do? That makes sense. So oh, okay. much fucking better than Luke. Like I'm just gonna yeah. say that. Yeah, he just he went down to Station Tashi Station yeah. to get some power, power converters. converters. Oh yeah. My God. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was gonna say too. Okay. Like her whole. Lay would never have said like, that. No. Yeah, Lay would be <laughs> yeah. like, I want to go kick some ass, yeah. kick some names. Fuck you, uncle. Yeah. I'm going. Yeah. I'm going to say. They're like, sorry, I'm too busy, like, talking to the Imperial Senate, motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to, like, list. Okay. Orphan had her adopted planet completely blown up, had her, like, true love stabbed. Like, never once was she tempted by the fucking dark side. Nope. Not yeah. once. Take note, Star Wars boys. I just wish Gary <laughs> was in the last movie. God, I know. I love Gary. Gary should. It's a dog. Have I, I haven't told you my oh, Carrie Fisher story. It's Carrie Fisher's dog. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I haven't told you my Carrie Fisher story. No, I wouldn't I'll tell you that. Fisher I'll tell you after the podcast. It's a little long, but it's fantastic. Ah. She's <laughs> the best. Uh, yeah. But also, anyway. In the Blues Brothers. Yeah. Did oh, very well. Yeah. Like, that should be a character. Is oh, Carrie yeah. Fisher in Blues I forget what her name is in the movie. Uh, in the Blues Brothers? Carrie Fisher's she's character? Yeah. Oh, I don't. Uh, the, the, what's, his, what's his name? His wife. Ex wife. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't remember. I don't remember either. John Belushi's ex-wife. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, that's my recommendation. If you wanted that middle ground, is take a character that's Mrs. established. Blues. There you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the former Mrs. Blues. Yeah. Former Mrs. Blues, because it was Jake and Elwood, right? Yeah. Uh huh. All right. All right. Thank you very much, Mini Painter Jen. Y two K horror story from Blake. Or that could be Blake. 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 Hello. Oh, there's no accent on the E. It's you're fine. No, no, no. There is. It's implied. Oh, I see. Blake. Yeah. Blake. Blake. Because it's good day. Good day. Ah, yes. Because uh, it isn't isn't even good day. It's good day. A horror story for you fine folks. Oh, we've come to the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> System, second edition, advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Oy. Setting, desert of desolation series. In the year 2000! Using second edition rules, the group had miniatures, <laughs> lots of cheap plastic dice, three player handbooks, and the fighter's guide and thieves' guide. The thieves' guide was where it's all about. Yeah. Uh, four of the characters tried hard to help each other in each task. The heroes went on each quest, completed the module's tasks, but were hindered by one player and the game master. The player was the Game Master's partner, and their character got Eyes of Charming and Ring of Teleportation. Thus, any time anyone else did something interesting, bing, that character immediately showed up, took over the situation, and the GM had no issue with this. Uh, Mm -mm. Oh, what a great... Oh, that's fantastic. Wow. That's fantastic. Mm. Wow, yeah. Hmm. How much did you guys drink? Like, every time you show up? She showed up? Or he showed up? When the other players... O- overtime. Overtime. Uh, overtime, the other players would get annoyed in their interactions with the special player and often did nothing because they didn't want to be overshowered or showered, overshadowed or interrupted. That's when your fingers get a little wrinkly? Yes. Yeah. That's overshowered. <laughs> that's overshowered. Prone out. Prone out. Yeah. <laughs> Finger prints. Yeah. Finger prints. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when the other players just tried the roleplay conversations or performed their hobbies not related to quests at all, they'd be interrupted by the special player's character. 
or a powerful NPC, like a solar, that is a major celestial, that use magic to force them back into the quest oh. or to interact <laughs> with a special character. Oh, oh my god. Uh, oh, this is horrible. That's the worst. Holy shit. It's awesome. No. No, it's awesome. <laughs> Awesome. Can I be your special character, Stan? <laughs> <laughs> sure. I thought you already were. That's how you got back on the podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ready. <laughs> All right. Um, here's your ring of invisibility. <laughs> your cock ring of invisibility. <laughs> oh, don't mind if I do. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Frodo, keep reading. And it makes your dick invisible. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my god, where'd it go? Now I can go into the ladies' locker room. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> not, how that, not how that works. Oh god. <laughs> Where's that X card? Find the X card and play it to Play the X card. Oh god. <laughs> keep reading. <laughs> I only got like three lines to go, but I can barely oh, no, breathe. You can't All right. uh, during character creation, male characters had to roll for size. Oh god. D four for oh. gnomes, D eight for humans, oh. etc. Oh. The GM tried to set up characters each session. After three okay, sessions size is in quotes. I think that's important. Oh yeah, well yes. yeah. yeah. Mm. Quote size quote. Yeah. We're not they're not playing fatal because in fatal there's a table. Right. You don't yeah. just roll around. Right, and die. right. Well, and they also didn't roll for anal circumference. Right, that's the thing in fatal. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Is there a urethral circumference? I don't. Know. I don't really read it that I'm hard. Sure I kind of. I kind of just scream think, the entire I, time. I think your urethral like stretchers it. are in a supplement. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I believe they're known as sounds. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> hey. Well, actually. <laughs> I can't believe this is an actual thing. Uh, Sorry. In 2E, like, why? Uh, why? No, well, he made it. He was house ruling, I'm I sure. Know. Yeah, clearly. I know. I just. Oh, what was it? What was it? Third, what? Was it 3 or 3 5 that had the. That someone came out with, like, the X rated. The Book of Erotic oh, Fantasy was 3 5. 3 5, okay. Yeah. I have a PDF of it because I can't help but have an entire collection of everything. I have a, a, I have a PDF of um, The. <laughs> there, the. I met the woman who was doing the PR for that book at a con, oh. and she gave me a copy of it. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. You still have it? I think it's at my old There are some very Fable? weird spells in that what? book, that clearly. No, no, for the oh, book okay. of erotic fantasy. There's like a spell like, she was, all of a sudden, the hair follicles on this person's body completely fall off. All of them? All of them. Wait, what? They're one of the spells is like... All the hair follicles on this person's body will just disappear. Or there's one that's called Disrobe, where all the things they're equipped with fall off. I'm like, that's not a bad spell. You can selectively <laughs> do it, because I don't want to lose the hair on my head. Right. Well, no, if I can body. No, but no, no. no, specifically body, body. Not, right. not head. Okay. But like the disrobe spell, where like they lose all their equipped items, like that's not a bad spell. I might want right. to put that yeah. in the book. Sure. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. oh, Sir Knight. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, you don't have any weapons. You don't wah, have any armor. Wah, wah, wah. That would take wah, me a wah. lot of time if I didn't have to shave my legs. That would be amazing. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Keep going. Okay, so mm, after three sessions, three of the players never went back to that group again. It took them three sessions. Wow! wow. No, oh, those man. people are hardcore, right? Yeah. Or they just really want to play. They're just really hard up for a game. Yeah. To date, it was the worst game in my 29 years of playing RPGs. I wow. bet. Oh yeah, I bet. Oh. The special character. Wow. Oh yeah, I that, love that. That's rough. 
Wait, I love that at the end though. It's like after three sessions, three of the players never went back to that group again. They don't say I never went back to that group again. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's the GM. Oh, maybe. Or, or maybe he's a special, special player, player who's gotten he's wised player. up. Right. I don't know. They fell out of favor or, with her. <laughs> well, yeah. At Is least this? three players did not go back after three right. sessions. Yes. Which means that maybe there were more that still went back. Those yeah, four people. We need to save them, Sue. <laughs> well, they might still be there. <laughs> this is in 2000. That's yeah. 18 years ago. 18 years ago, they're like, no, I don't need to roll for my size again. I don't think I understand how Stockholm Syndrome works, Sue. <laughs> 18 years. I already rolled. I wrote it down right here <laughs> yeah. in the penis box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a four on my D4. <laughs> the poor gnomes. Oh. Oh. gnomes. <laughs> Girth that matters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They roll a. You don't D- know if it's length. Well, no. You don't know. It could yeah. be. It could be. They roll two. Yeah. They roll two d twelve for for girth. It's just yeah. when you ah <laughs> no <laughs> bad chappy <laughs> bell curve <laughs> bell curve it's like a plate <laughs> <laughs> like a five gallon bucket ah <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, do not want all right oh god oh god they're never gonna let me on this podcast again <laughs> except for like two weeks except for two yeah. weeks now all right. I'm going to call it. Yes. All right. All right. Oh. Oh, God. Oh, man. Whew, that the was bad. Program oh. has been a- Don't want to play that one yet. Nope. Come on. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> there you go. It's all okay here. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for season 22, episode 11 of Happy Jerks Over Your Podcast. My name is Stu. My name is Kimmy. This is Dappy. And I'm upset. <laughs> you should be upset. That's Joey. Uh, I'm Joey. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week for episode 22, season. Oh, no. Season 22, episode 12. <laughs> yes. Of Happy Jerks Over Your Podcast. In the meantime, uh, enjoy the actual plays. There's one tomorrow. There's one on Sunday. There's one on Monday. And is there one on Wednesday? Uh, yes, there be. is one next Happy Jacks.org slash schedule. If yes. you'd like to see what the schedule is, you can go there. Thank you very much, and don't forget uh, Strategicon in three weeks. Three weeks! Ooh. Thank you very much for leaving the song.
Serving the crown. 